Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Dope Black Disabled Podcast, home of unapologetic blackness, disability advocacy, pride and representation, and conversations that go there. Join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag DBDisabledPod. That's hashtag D-B-D-I-S-A-B-L-E-D-P-O-D. Let's get talking. Welcome to the Dope Black Disabled Podcast. This is the place we talk about life, career, love, faith, spirituality, society, and pop culture joyfully and truthfully through the lens of disability. I'm Kimmy. I'm Adi. And I'm Carrie. And you're listening to the Dope Black Disabled Podcast. So we open with like how we're feeling. So hi, I am Kimmy. And today I feel, well, I'm going to pass it to Kare as you are our guest. Hi, Kare. How are you feeling today? How are you feeling? Hi, I'm feeling productive today. Thursday is my day off from uni. So yeah, I've just been working, but I feel like I've achieved a lot today from that angle. We stand a hardworking queen. Uncle Debbie Webby. Yes, ma'am. Hi, how are you feeling today? Oh, today I feel like an African man. I'll tell you why. Because I'm late. I'm late. And I'm yeah. never late. Okay, actually, I'm always late, but still, that doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> now, I feel good today. Today was a good day. It's been a good week. I'm in the presence of royalty. Hi, Carrie. And Kimmy, of course. <laughs> it's a good day today. I feel good. I feel happy. I feel chirpy. So, I'm ready to go. How are you doing, Kimmy? Mm. I feel... I feel like... You're happy to see me. That's why you're happy. Okay, so let's start with the peaks. The peaks is I'm happy to see you. I haven't had a podcast with just my Debola in a long time. And also, I am overjoyed to have my Carolina in the building. Kara is my real-life baby in real life. My actual egg like my i want i'm like okay don't if you don't want to touch her i'm gonna catch a case okay <laughs> i'm gonna fight you so it's so good to have carrie in the building so i feel happy otherwise you know what life has been like let me be raggedy let me let just let me show you how raggedy i can get i'm like wow you sure can get raggedy and that's where we at but we move so we have an anti-warning in full effect at all times and the anti-warning is in this house we say fuck and shit goes down except last week when my mom was there 
when I didn't say fuck once. Hey. <laughs> and then, and we said fudge. We said fudge. In this house, we said fudge, and ish goes down. <laughs> but listen, we pay taxes, okay? And this, like, I feel like cussing is my little bit of joy. It's like life's dessert is the is is the little bit of joy you get from a sucky life, okay? Okay. <laughs> We always start with an affirmation. This is, you know, Operation Affirmation. Are you ready for today's affirmation? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <sighs> okay. Do you want today's a drum roll? Affirmation. Um, I feel like I deserve drum roll. Merci beaucoup. Today's affirmation is I'm different, not inferior. I'm different, not broken. Different doesn't mean bad. Being disabled doesn't make me any less worthy of love, respect, or belonging. Mm. Yeah, mm. love that. I haven't got a shanana, but I feel it there. <laughs> Your shanana's going to grow. I feel like it, it comes with time. Keep, mm. keep working at it. Yeah, I'm working at it. It will grow. <laughs> One day... <laughs> I feel like your Shondo is starting to to to, to it's come just, in. So it's just coming in I'm using mm-hmm. Christine's mm-hmm. one right now. Just tapping into Christine. Tapping into Christine Shondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you 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 got listen, anyone who was raised in the church, they got a Shandana. They just don't know it. <laughs> you know what? This is the segment we talk about how your week has been. But before we do that, let's tell the guest who this beautiful voice we hear is today we're in the presence of greatness, honey. Okay. Mm. We have Kare Adenego in the building. And Kare is, you know what? Let's reiterate that we are in the presence of greatness because I mm. really believe in um celebrating people for who they are and celebrating people and giving them the flowers. So you know, we're not only that, but we're in the presence of, you know, the one of the kindest, most humble and hardworking and driven people you'll ever meet. And today we have Paralympian Kare Adenegon, a three-time silver medal, two-time bronze medal winning Paralympian. Beyond that greatness, Kare is also further decorated as a four-time bronze and one-time silver winning world championship medalist. And Karis competed in recent Tokyo Paralympics, bringing home two silver medals. Thank you, girl. <laughs> Paralympics GB. And today we're going to delve into her experience as a young phenom dominating the world of sport with a disability and just being a voice for the next generation of sport. So welcome, Kare. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Like I was saying before, I'm literally fangirling because I've been listening to you guys for a long time. I was even listening to you in Tokyo. So it's so exciting to be here. Oh, when you, you said that, when you said that, when you sent me a screenshot um, when you're in Tokyo and you text me like, because that's, that's when our, our show went on iTunes. And I didn't know you. I think you're one of the first people to tell me, you're like, I found you on iTunes. I was like, wait, what? What? <laughs> and then, you know, because we were struggling for a while to get on iTunes. So you broke the news to me and then our ACAST liaison was like, I opened our email from ACAST saying that we're now on iTunes. So you are a special part of the podcast for that. <laughs> but welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. 
So this is the segment we call, how has your week been dealing with your disability and condition? Which is also a question, which is a question I'm asking everybody, starting with Ade. How has your week been dealing with your disability? Yeah, my week this week has been amazing. I've had some amazing conversations this week. Everyone who I've spoken to seems to be in the correct head this time around. It's been a really good week for me for my disability. You know, everyone's been very empathizing and sympathizing to the uh, situations I'm in. I've had a lot of really productive conversations with people in my company and without. So yeah, I do I do feel like it's been a very positive week for my disability. And I'm really happy, you know, and I feel comfortable and and and, and bold in my disability this week. So I think it's been a good week for me. How about you guys? Okay. We 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 love the sound of this. Now, why I cannot relate. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna pass. I'm I'm gonna pass the mic to uh, Ms. Carey and ask how has your week been dealing with your disability? Yeah, my week's been okay. Generally, it's been quite restful, quite productive. Disability-wise, sometimes with my cerebral palsy, I have to deal with quite tight hips and lower back pain. So that's kind of something that I have to navigate. Um, but generally, yeah, generally it's been a good week. Oh, um, there's so many things. Someone said that having a disability or a chronic illness is like having a full-time job on top of your whatever you do. I do and agree. I've never tried. <laughs> right? <laughs> you guys, right? It's like a whole full-time job. Speaking of full-time jobs, uh, <laughs> this week, honey. <clears throat> Honey, honey, sing for us. It's girl. been. <laughs> I sing because calamity is coming. So how's my <laughs> week been <laughs> dealing with my disability? It has been trash. Okay, trash. Okay, mm. in one week, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> with just, just. Okay, so when you are a disability rights activist and. When you're doing like activism and advocacy, you think that because you're putting in the work and you're educating people and you have this vision of a world that is learning about ableism, you are somehow immune from ableism. And I had a wake up call Mm. Um, this week. I was just telling Kare and Bola and our sound producer Chloe about a carer that I had past tense had because you know Miss Thang is gone everything from you know uh saying that you know you're not disabled enough to need care what you know what am I doing there's nothing to do you know you just you and then when she heard about the care my 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 health conditions and everything she was like "Uh uh-uh the same person that said I wasn't disabled enough was like "Uh uh-uh this is witchcraft (laughs) um Who uh who has bewitched you? And then there was a someone has bewitched you. This is witchcraft. And then it went to, you know, my uniform is sports bras and biker shorts. So I'm eating my breakfast in my sports bra, and my biker shorts in my house, in my house. And you know, she's on Facetime on the job, 
turning cameras on me, showing people to me, then the people on the phone saying, what's her problem? There's nothing wrong with her. She's talking. She's You know, what, what, what is the problem? And commenting about me. Yesterday, she made a comment about my weight and said that as I was getting in a wheelchair to go to my neurosurgeon's appointment, it was a lot leading up to this. And my thing is, and you know, you may ask, how did it get to this? I kept on saying, I am too angry at this point. This is a conversation that needs to be had. She needs to be educated. Let me talk to her when I've calmed down. And then, you know, give people an inch to take him out. And it ended up being this situation and here we are this is just like the cliff's notes like the summary of fuckery so yeah that's been my week <laughs> wow timmy wow that's been a that's a hell of a week my god but the, the, the first question i have to ask is you have the right community around you you've got the right support you've got people around you to make you feel better are you using the do black community to make yourself feel good or you've been an island. We talked about this last week. Uh, <laughs> so a little bit of an island because uh, okay. a part of me feels like, ugh, this is you. Let this happen. Like, okay. what you doing? Just take action and make a, an advocacy plan so that this doesn't happen to anyone else, and keep it moving. But you played yourself. You allowed this to happen. And then part of that, that is also informing imposter syndrome, like how can you, you know, be doing this work and then this happening to you. And it just, it was a lot. I cried a lot yesterday. And then because it was yesterday was also, they were talking about like three out of seven of my conditions, threatening my eyesight and having been blind before. Um, That's not good, but things were looking good considering the damage that's happened to the back of my eyes and having had diplopian papilledema and stuff like that. It was, it was yesterday on its own. It was just a tough day without the fuckery. So it was a lot, but we move, <laughs> but we move. Wow. That's <laughs> all I can say about that. Just wow. Like I had to just take a deep breath and just say, wow. Well, Kimmy, just remember you're strong, you know, keep your head up. That's the first thing I have to say to you. Don't think like you have to deal with this by yourself. Always remember you've got community. Just never forget that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Uncle This is why you're the adult of the house. But we cannot forget our curry. Thank you for giving us your time because if I've ever heard of anyone who uses their time to be great more, like carrie just be like i have time i'm going to be great so thank you for giving us your time because your time is precious oh no problem it honestly it's so great to be here so introduce yourself to our audience who is carrie adenigo besides the glowing fangirling that i just did who is carrie adenigo i'm an athlete as you heard about and yeah i think my life a lot of my life revolves around being an athlete but outside of that, you know, I just, I'm kind of an academic. I enjoy history. I'm a bit of a nerd, basically, outside of doing sport. Um, okay. But yeah, that's me. A multitasking yeah. Yes, yes. So um, you're studying history? Yeah. That is 
So like bones and and and, and Henry the Eighth and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, the good thing about being a historian these days is it's literally Black History Month every month. Which is great. Yes. I get to learn a lot about black history, which is great. And I also saw on your Instagram for Dope Black Disabled, you know, you guys celebrating black disabled, you know, people in history. And I really admire that because sadly, studying history, I don't find out a lot about the disabled figures, you know, and that's something I'm really passionate about. But yeah, I love history. I love kind of looking back and seeing how we've evolved and I guess developed as a community, a black community, and as you know, people. That is amazing. Mm. Like so, looking back, because for for you know, history. When when I see memes, people posting black and white memes of like people frolicking on the beach in the nineteen forties, and be like, oh, I wish I I could go back then. I'm like, oh, honey, I'm black. I don't want to go back. but you actually get to study what all it entails in those time periods and that's so fascinating yeah honestly it is really good although I've got a module at the moment about slavery and obviously you know that's such a sensitive topic and um and obviously you know when you're reading about it from an academic view you don't always get to really think about the emotion behind something like that so obviously, you know, it's about recognising the fact that we don't just look at history, kind of looking at it like, oh, yeah, it's something that happened. But actually, we need to be aware of, I guess, the actual experiences and the emotion behind a lot of difficult things that, you know, people have had to go through in the past. Yeah. As an activist, I get to use history a lot. And when you when you said that, it kind of peaked in, in me, like... I get to use examples like slavery and things like the redlining and certain urbanization and certain practices and, and things that happened and all manner of like, let's say, colonization, certain things that happened in the past that inform today. History is very important because Ooh, as we were in the past, we are today and things that we see today the foundations were laid in the past so history is sort of like the pathology of why we see how the world is today and so what what that's why i find what you're studying interesting so i feel like you are studying the pathology of what i'm fighting you know yeah which is interesting you see what i mean you see You know what, but you know, I get it now when I hear Gen X and baby boomers like talking about my age and being like, oh my gosh, like you're 29. Oh my, like, oh, I remember the year, you know, 1992 when you were born. Like, what? And you're doing this and you're doing what? And you're doing that. This is great. Because when I look at how I was doing, like I was trying to find out like all, all the medals and the stuff that, that you're done. Let me find out. Miss Thang was born in the year 2000 and she's all of 20 and she's done all of this, all of these it's achievements. Amazing. It's literally amazing. You know, I, I did a, a quick search as well. And I thought, oh my God, oh my God, this is really greatness. It's actually quite amazing. I can't lie. How, Kari? How? <laughs> Please tell me how. Uh, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. Seriously, yeah. tell me how. 
it's tough. It's tough balancing everything by all means, kind of trying to have, I guess, a regular life of a young adult, but sport, uni. I have to say a lot of it is by the grace of God, for sure, because it's busy. It's busy. <laughs> yes, yes. Like you got into sports young, right? How did you get into sports and how old were you? So I watched the Paralympic Games on TV and I was just so inspired by watching the London 2012 Games, you know, the fact that we had the Paralympic Games in the UK and I'd never really seen people with disabilities do elite sport. So I never thought sport was for me and people like me. So that's what really inspired me to get into it. And I was 11 years old when I watched it. Wow. Did you have a star athlete in that competition that you watched that you thought, hmm, I want to be like that person in a couple of years? Yeah, I saw a lady called Hannah Cockcroft. Okay. Um, and she's okay, quite... Yeah, yeah, you've probably heard of her. She's quite um, yeah. a very famous Paralympic athlete. And I was inspired by her because she's got a similar disability to me and I knew that I'd be racing against her. And now mm. I do, which is crazy, literally. I just watched her on TV and now I'm racing against her, you know, which is just wow. mad. But yeah, it, it's a great honour as well. Wow. So how did you get from being inspired and get? how did you get into sport? So my parents did some research literally online, just looked, you know, where where can we find wheelchair racing? And I was so fortunate that there was actually a group that did wheelchair racing literally 10 minutes away from where I lived, which is weird because there's not many groups that do it. I was really fortunate and I was able to meet my coach and, you know, I had to train a lot, but it was also great just to meet other people with disabilities. And um, yeah, that's how I got started. Ooh, nice, nice. That was meant to be. It was actually. It was. It's fated. Yeah. It was. You are literally living in your purpose because everything lined up. But we mentioned about the 2020 Tokyo 2020 Paralympics that happened in 2021 because thanks COVID. Yeah. How did you find Tokyo and the Paralympics and how was your experience? It was amazing. By all means, it was so great to actually get to the Paralympics, you know, like you said, because it was postponed and everything, you know, 2020 was such a crazy year. So to be there was great. But, you know, because of COVID, it was really different. We had to do COVID tests every single day, which mm. was quite different. And obviously we had to be so careful around people and, you know, social distancing, wearing masks. And obviously I couldn't really see Tokyo as a place. We were just stuck in the village and stuck at the track. So, um, yeah, the experience was different, but at the same time, you know, it's a great honor to be able to represent my country and just to, you know, be out there. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. So I'm sure the, the village where you guys stayed would have been so vastly different from let's say Rio yeah it was definitely different um you know security for example was quite tight and everything just like how we're living in this new normal as such with COVID it was a similar thing with the village just not having the same types of freedoms that we had in Rio but the team still felt you know like a family and it was just great to be around other athletes of different disabilities, different sports, and just in general, the Paralympics, it's like a community. So for me, just a quick question. So when you, you know, obviously when COVID hit in 2020, when you were obviously like everyone else just at home, how, what does that do to your mentality as an athlete? You know, what does that do? How do you train? How do you keep yourself focused and driven as an athlete in that kind of time? What did you do? 
it was tough by all means. It was difficult to be motivated because the Paralympics is the pinnacle of disabled sport. Um, so to not have it, it was really difficult. So I was thinking, you know, what's the point? But at the same time, I think being active is really useful, you know, in terms of my well-being, my mental well-being, my physical well-being. So I just tried to keep the training going more as a thing that I was doing just to just help me to cope with that time. So it was quite helpful just to have training each day. Did I mention your discipline? I, be, I keep on talking about your discipline, child. Your discipline is on another level. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to send me some in the pack. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to text you my address and then you're going to put some discipline in a box and send it to me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but it seems like from the outside looking in, it seems like, oh my goodness, disabled sports people are out here doing sports and, you know, against our odds and all of this. And, but, Ableism must show up somewhere in your world. How does ableism show up in your world? Ableism is still a difficulty. I might be a Paralympian, but, you know, when, when there's access issues wherever, it still affects me, of course. And and I think, if anything, even in sport, there's definitely ableism. Disabled athletes don't get the same sponsorship. They don't get the same money. People aren't that interested. People don't respect you as a Paralympic athlete, a lot of the time, they don't appreciate the fact that we work just as hard as able-bodied athletes. So um, yeah, I I definitely get affected by ableism. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Like, um, I actually had, um, later I was going to talk about some of the points people brought out about, brought up about. So we were posting about pre-Tokyo Paralympics. We just went into, because we had um, Vanessa Wallace, going to 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 Tokyo as well who is in our Do Black Network as well as you were going so we're drumming up like okay we have two dope black and disabled Paralympians as part of Paralympics GB and so on Instagram Twitter you know on our socials we're like okay support these um athletes you know show up da, 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 da. In our comments now, we get people like, okay, yeah, great, cool, cool, cool. But why are the Paralympics not on BBC and their Channel 4 instead of BBC, like the Olympics were? Why is the coverage, like, you know, the Olympics were getting billboards and whatever, and, you know, the Paralympics are getting bus uh, shelters, and it's so vastly different. The sponsorships for athletes are different. You see the same athletes everywhere. And I was like, I don't got no answers for you. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know? Yeah. So for you to say that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it is, it's difficult. Um, There's definitely not that equality there when it comes to sport. I think over time, hopefully we'll get there. I think people are getting more excited about the Paralympic Games, but it is, it's still difficult. Um, It's still not considered the same or equal to able-bodied sport. So if you were right now to sit in front of the sports minister, let's just say, what would you tell him? How would you say, look, how do we, this is how we get more people into Paralympics. This is what we need to do. What would you say to him? I know it's a big question, but at the same time, what do you think the answer is to get more people participating? Like Kimmy said, you know, I think it is about that visibility. At the end of the day, Parasport, you see it on Channel 4 once every four years, isn't it? (laughs) Besides that, you don't, you don't see para athletes um, really 
competing very much. I mean, occasionally you might see a world champs or whatever, but people aren't aware of para sport. So I think that's a start. Just if people see it more, people will be more interested and find out more about the athletes and yeah, get excited about it in the same way that they'll get excited about, you know, football that you see more often on TV or other sports. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. That's yeah, because um beforehand, before the Tokyo Paralympics kicked off, we had uh, we talked about the Paralympics and we had a a, a quote from uh Vehi Polito, who's a Brazilian sprinter, Paralympian, and who said, the gu- a guide, uh, this is a quote, a guide for the Paralympic Games. Don't look at the disability, look at the efficiency, the potential. Don't use the word resilience. Just because you're seeing someone missing a leg, an arm, in a wheelchair, blind or paralyzed, we work really hard to be at the Games because people are like, oh, isn't it? Oh, bless them. Mm. Oh, look at those athletes. And it was more about the ableism of like uh, the disbelief of people can't compute that disabled people are excelling in sport. And yeah. so all they can focus is on the disability, not the hard work, not the dedication, and not the talent itself. And when it comes to like a professional sport, I'm very conscious to, yes, mention talent. Yeah, talent is great. But I always emphasize the hard work and the dedication and the discipline because that's what it takes. Because talent is intangible, but you the hard work and the discipline and, and that's what's tangible and that's what the athletes actually do. And that's what you guys actually bring to the table. You see what I mean? Yeah, exactly. We work hard and yeah, it shouldn't be a thing of, oh, well done. Congratulations. You're doing sport. That's amazing. That You're the exception. You know, sport is for everybody. You know, and I hope with the Paralympics, I know it can be easy for people to look at a certain maybe group of disabled people and almost just think, oh, yeah, they're Paralympians. They're some kind of, I don't know, um, maybe look at us separately from other disabled people. Do you get what I mean? But at the end of the day... Sport is for everybody. So Paralympians should just be respected as athletes and, yeah, not make too much about kind of us being, oh, well done. Yeah, you're disabled. Congratulations. You decided to go to the track, that kind of thing. Mm, we need to get a T-shirt line for you, ma'am. Uh, so we, we are copywriting today. We always have a copyright moment. We're copywriting this moment today. Okay. 
yep. the 4th of November, yep. you said sport is for everybody. So copyrighted, no one can take it. Kara Denigon said it first and it's going on merch. Okay, we're going to be millionaires. I want Thank a you. headband. I want a headband. That's what I want. <laughs> Remember this moment, Kari, when, you, when, when you're swimming in money, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what do you wish people knew about Parasport? I think one thing people should realise, if they don't realise already, is how expensive Parasport is. And that links back to accessibility, you know, just like um, if you're a wheelchair user or whatever type of mobility aid you might use, or um, if you've got prosthetics, it's it's expensive. And that is also a huge barrier in Parasport, the fact that you've got to spend a good £5,000 to get a racing chair. That doesn't make the sport very accessible for a lot of people with disabilities. Oh my God, yes, that's true. Because I remember I did buy a wheelchair, well, I tried to buy a, a wheelchair basketball or a basketball wheelchair. And oh my God, it's so expensive, like ridiculously expensive. Um, that was my big put off from playing basketball, just saying, not that I was lazy or that I was fat, because I couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does it. Yes, we'll yes. believe you. But I, I see what you mean <laughs> with the inaccessibility. Like, if you want to play basketball, wheelchair, uh, wheelchair basketball, you shouldn't be, or if you want to, like, do wheelchair racing, if you want to uh, run with blades, if you want to. You know, whatever you want to do with, let's say, if you need a prosthetic limb, if you need anything, inaccessibility shouldn't be an issue because there's too much money out here. There's too many sponsors out here. There's too many innovators out here. Like if there was the right distribution of commodities, the right distribution of things, if things were distributed properly, I believe people wouldn't be left out of doing their dreams and, 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 and participating in things because of money, because people understand the value of funding things like a sport, especially when people are talented, because sometimes someone, all someone needs to do is wear Nike on YouTube and they get paid money. This is true. Or true. someone needs to, yeah, fashion over on Instagram. What I'm talking about is like product placement. So if you just can wear fashion over on Instagram and you get paid, why is someone who is talented, who's putting in hard work, not getting like sponsored to do something great and being kept away from, you know, their passion? Yeah, exactly. It just it just creates another barrier to your dreams, you know, another barrier to sport and um, all of these types of issues. And it's so important that these things are addressed. And um, it's so important that athletes get supported. All athletes get supported. The money is out there. Let me tell you, the money is out there. It is just the right people seeing the value in these athletes and seeing the value in putting money in these you know I'm working on something to do with tech and disability and my argument is that people need to see the value in tapping into uh, disabled people as consumers as a market because we do bring money we do consume we do buy things we are like so innovate and make our lives easier you see, you see what I mean? So, yeah. like we said, it takes drive and discipline to do what you do. But what keeps you going when you run out of steam? 
for me, I think my dreams, you know, what I've wanted to achieve has kept me going just in terms of knowing that from just watching the Paralympics, that was a dream, you know, to be there. And, and that really kept me going in terms of motivation. And now it's a bit different now that I've kind of achieved that. I want to have an impact outside of sport. And that's what motivates me to keep going. You know, I want to be able to encourage people inspire people as much as I know like inspiration porn is a bit of an issue but I do want to encourage I want I want to have an impact especially for you know young people who want to get into sport and for you know young disabled people Mm. as a Paralympian what part of like you know disabled sports do you think is wrongfully amplified by the media or by people generally yeah wow that's a a big question to be honest I think most Paralympians would agree that actually maybe the story is sometimes overly amplified. You know, people want to celebrate maybe somebody's disability story, like uh, um, what maybe their accident or maybe kind of their disability mm-hmm. itself. And yeah, like we've kind of spoken about already, amplify the disability and they want to know, oh, you know, why are you in a wheelchair? Why are you a para-athlete? Instead of, again celebrating the fact that oh wow you know you're a great athlete because you work hard it shouldn't be about us looking back at why why are you in a wheelchair it should be let's celebrate what you were doing as a disabled person whether it's in sport or x factor sometimes yeah exactly like instead of looking at the backstory and just yeah you know for example for me a lot of my stories are I was excluded from sport in primary school, you know, I I was left out of PE. And sometimes, obviously, I have to tell people about that. That's part of my story. But actually, course, let's, yeah. let's celebrate, you know, the athlete and not kind of dwell too much on, yeah, the story. Yeah. Remember that night that I got the dates mixed up? I stayed up the wrong night to watch your event. And then I actually stayed up the night after. And you're like, no, actually, I won't sober. Like, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. That night, there was, uh, I, because uh, Channel 4 were running when I was watching the Paralympics Channel 4 were, also, were doing their own like commentary and stuff so when they they did a spotlight on one of these Paralympians and he was uh, apparently out he has a job and it, they were talking about his accident and then they were talking about like you know how he just trained in six months and he got to this and da, da, da. and then the next athlete was like uh, this woman and she's a scientist and she's a mom and she's got this and oh this is her accident and she got this and she 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 wasn't disabled before. and I was like oh 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 wow okay um this is story heavy this is story heavy and then so I'd completely forgotten about that till you said that and then now when you say that now I realize why in me something was like okay we are really honing into the story and not about their hard work and not about their their talent and not about their discipline and do you know what I mean the dedication yeah so you're right you're right I felt I felt like such a bad sister that night I'm so sorry I still feel bad (laughs) no honestly I appreciate you so much the fact that you're encouraging me while I was there honestly no, I feel bad, but thank you, Kare. Like it was, I felt so bad, and I still do. But you know, <laughs> you did so well, and I'm so, so, so proud of you. And you know, it, it's it's beyond. I feel like 
your your spirit and your relationship with God is very evident in that you're a quiet storm you know it's not like I'm just gonna get in the room and be like I've arrived your light just shines and your character speaks for itself and you know your light shines in what you do and who you are so when I'm sending you you know scriptures and sending you messages and, and encouragement at like 2 a.m. Tokyo time, 11 a.m. our time, I'm thinking, okay, this girl is such a light and she's doing so much. I just want that light to keep shining. And I'm so, so, so incredibly pl- proud of you, you know? Ah, uh, thank you so much, Kimmy. But same to you, honestly, what you're doing on your platform is so amazing. And, you know, we all appreciate your honesty, your authenticity, like as you speak about your week and you know, that helps so many people. And I don't think you realize the impact that you actually have on people's life. So I appreciate you so I much. I definitely agree with that. Thank you, sister. Y'all just be making me feel like, you know, just a little bit less trash. And I, I, <laughs> I, I love y'all for that because I just be feeling garbage. But, you know, you just, you, you make it better. <laughs> but uh, so where in the world have you traveled with sport? I've traveled quite a lot. I mean, Rio was obviously amazing. Dubai, I absolutely love Dubai. I'd happily go live there. We had a world champs there, which was great. Switzerland was also another highlight. That's quite um, a nice place as well. Wow. And then Tokyo? And Tokyo. Yeah, but sadly, it's a shame, you know, I would have loved to actually see the place properly. But we've actually got a world championships in Japan again next year. So hopefully I'll be there. Yeah, come on, Rona. Like, pack your bags and go. Please, mm. pack your bags and go. Come on. <laughs> go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after all these places you've been to, what would you say is the most accessible place you've been to? Yeah. Uh, you you know what? You, you've got some great questions. It, it's refreshing because I always get asked the same things. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the most accessible place... Hmm. I don't know. Switzerland, Switzerland is quite accessible. It's quite a modern, modern place, of course. So, okay, that's good on my bucket list. And it's quite expensive, though. It's so expensive in Switzerland. My God, you know what? The thing is, Dibola is like mind. You are tuned in because the next question was going to be, "What's your accessibility pet peeve?" So you did that, brother. Oh, amen, amen. That's why I'm here. Carolina, what's your accessibility pet peeve? Tell us, tell us. I think for me, it's just annoying when they don't think about disabled people, like in general. So like for me, I'm more thinking about uni, for example. So the other day, I couldn't access where my seminar was. So they decided to refurbish the library, which is fine, fair enough. But they did not at any point think about the fact that while they're refurbishing the library, the lift will be out of access. So I can't get to my seminar. So it's the fact that sometimes in terms of accessibility, they don't think about how it's going to affect the disabled person. So they don't bother to check with the disabled students or at least warn the disabled students that they're not going to be able to get where they need to get. Um, So for me, that was probably quite difficult. And I just got myself in a panic because I was like, oh, no, I can't get to my seminar. What am I going to do? But at the end of the day, I was powerless, you know, because nobody told me that there'd be access issues. So there was a way to get there, but that was basically a load of stairs. 
the lift was out of access. Um, you know, eventually I found that there was another way that I could have got in there. But it's the fact that there was no communication to disabled athletes to warn them of the access issue. My gosh, yes. I actually, you know, the, uh, the I, I own a disability DAI training company and broken accessibility equipment is uh, in one of my modules in my training manual, I train companies, corporations, and you know business owners and whatever on the best practices to be disabled friendly and accessible and I've always said like, do you know how so for you, if the elevator's broken, you're like, "Ah, oh, well, just take the stairs it's it's okay, but for someone like myself, someone like the three of us mm-hmm. well. It's over. Don't cry. Don't beg. Don't cry. Don't beg. It's over, you know? So people don't think about that. And then how often is the elevator broken at the station buildings? And it's out of commission. And people are like, well, we're just waiting for the repairman. And it's it's not really consequential for people that can take the stairs and get where they need to go. But for us, it's just like, well, you're just going to have to FaceTime me and show me the views from the penthouse because anybody going to see the penthouse. Yeah, of course. You know? It reminds me of this story that, you know, at COPS 26 and the climate program, the Israeli um, minister that couldn't get into the program. Did you hear about that? No. Oh, my God. So, yes, there's this uh, Israeli minister that couldn't get in. Is a, she's a wheelchair user, and essentially the... The whole event wasn't even accessible for wheelchairs, and she was the only world leader who came there uh, that requ- had a wheelchair requirement, and she couldn't get into the events. She got an official apology from the prime minister, but at the same time, it's, these are the things we were talking about, to have the biggest event in the world for climate change, and there's no equality of access for people on wheelchairs. So this is the kind of things that, you know, you and Carrie are right. People just don't think about, and it's quite frustrating, you know, generally. It happens all the time. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know what? In, in in essence, people don't care about what doesn't affect them. Right. This so for this me, it, like, it doesn't really affect me. Like for me, being kicked in the balls is like, it's not my <laughs> the biggest fear because I, I don't have no balls. Yeah. You know, so it's, just in the same way if it doesn't affect you you don't you don't you don't see it you know uh why are all my examples all so gross i don't know i'm <laughs> like, just gonna say that that yeah kimmy i don't know where you got that one from but okay we're wrong with it <laughs> i had to think of like something that really like i had to think of something that actually like it literally doesn't affect me at all <laughs> but, to be honest that is a pretty good analogy because that, that's basically what it's like, though, because they don't think about how it affects disabled people the same way that that isn't an issue, you know, for, yeah, it's not an issue for everyone. So it makes sense. Yes. Yeah. yes Thank I, you. I see Thank where you're going with that. I see where you're going with that. You see what I mean? But like for men and non-binary, you know, people being kicked in ball is it's, it's, it's a thing, but... For me, myself, and I, me, myself, and I, it's not an issue. <laughs> so, <laughs> in closing with my nasty self, if there's someone looking into entering the world of Paralympic sport, what advice would you give them? 
I think the first thing is to realize that you can, as we've spoken about, don't ever let anybody tell you that sport isn't for you. So just know that sport is for everyone. Research open, you know, with, with an open mind, look at loads of different sports and just try things out and see what you want to do. And also don't rush into this thing of, oh, I want to be a Paralympian. Just enjoy sport. Whatever the sport is, it doesn't matter. Just enjoy it. You'd be preaching, chair. You'd be just preaching. preaching. Like he's just preaching. All of the sermons. Where can I pay my offerings? I want to pay my offerings. <laughs> yes. Where am I going to pay my tithes? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't agree more. Just do it for the joy of it. And when you excel, if you excel, that's it. Right, Uncle Debs? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I hate this part because <sighs> this show has to come to an end. And I was really really enjoying having the career dinner gone the one that's going to be on cereal boxes you know what i'm saying like <laughs> the one the one that's going to be on billboards the career dinner gone the like future goal list at the 2024 olympics career dinner gone it was so amazing you know what i'm saying but <laughs> Because we're just speaking things into existence at this point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but this segment we call Say It With Your Chest. Hey, say it with your chest. And so we finish off the show with an attitude. And so what guilty pleasure are you defending? What has happened in pop culture that has annoyed you? Who do you want to show love and why? So... What would you like to say with your chest? Who wants to go first with their whole chest? Ooh, I'm going to go first. Ooh, okay, go ahead. This week, this week, this week, what I want to say with my chest is, as a disabled person, I'm allowed to enjoy things that able people enjoy without having to feel guilty, without having to compromise myself, I am allowed to enjoy what able people can enjoy. Mm. Mm. Did you say that with your whole chest? Mm-hmm. Mm. With my chest. I'm beating it. You beat the... <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, okay. Like, inaccessibility also means excluding us from enjoying things that everyone else enjoys. We deserve, like, we deserve to enjoy what our hearts desire, even if, you know, people think, uh-uh, no, not you. So you're right. You're right. So uh, now official honorary Antikare, what would you like to say with your jest? I think for me recently, a big thing that I'm trying to get into is just realise that it's okay to rest. You know, it's okay to just take moments just to be still you know, I'm not going to let anyone get in the way of that. Like, it's okay to just rest and recover. It's important. Yeah. I feel like people who are driven, we just want to be like, no, 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 no. Time has to be used. No, I have to work. Yeah. But you're right. You Sometimes just, just, just rest. It's okay. You know, it's all right. It's okay. I think what I would like to say with my ample chest is that disability doesn't make someone a target right so don't think that if someone is disabled oh i can just 
treat them in I can just say what I want to say so if you can't say it to someone else who's not disabled it doesn't mean you know you can say it too so um let's say people who say oh you're so pretty shame it's a shame you're disabled can you just stop at you're so pretty would mm. you stop someone at the, on the road and say you're so pretty shame that you're blank no mm. but it's me that you want to say you're so pretty it's a shame you're fat mm. you're so pretty shame you're disabled if i should slap you so me in my chest would like to say if you wouldn't say it to someone who's not disabled don't take me for idiot amen that's it that's all and uh so we close with what we'd like to call a hominy for the homies and we've come to the part of the podcast where we part ways and we hate to see you go but we're sending you off with a blessing good health and happiness protection prosperity more blessings more joy okay Sprinkling it like sorbet, may your God bless you. Just like okay. sorbet, just like sorbet. Sprinkle, sprinkle. <laughs> so, sprinkle, sprinkle blessings. We would just like to thank our special guest, the amazing, beautiful Kari Adenagon, for joining us today. Thank you for hanging out with us. I hope you like us as much as we like you. Join us for bi-weekly episodes where we'll continue these conversations. In the meantime, connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dope Black Disabled and follow us on Twitter at DB Disabled. See you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.